Here comes the biggest news ever. Trek Off the Motion Picture is available on Amazon Prime. That's right. The movie version of the podcast you're listening to. An actual movie. A motion picture on Amazon Prime. Available in the United States and the UK. Just go on Amazon and search for Trek Off. The word Trek Off. One word. And you can watch us. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can you can like rent us or buy us. We're available on DVD on Amazon. But like streaming on Amazon Prime. And listen, please watch because it really helps us out. And share it. Give us good reviews. And share it on your Facebook page stuff, man. I'm just excited. Check out the motion picture. Warning, the following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. And sorry, Bob. Sorry to have stepped on you, Bob. Uh, that's okay. No problem. Um, no problem. So uh, we may get to other things today. We may not. But uh, uh, we got I our I do think fir- we need to start here, though. Yeah. Yeah. We got our first dose of... So the, the two comparative shows that are coming up this fall that everybody are talking about, like people who want to shit on Discovery are like, are like, I don't know if I want to watch this Discovery. Might as well just watch the Orville. That looks like it's more like Star Trek anyway. <laughs> um, uh, that's or, what every- or it's like, sh- the Star Trek Discovery is going to be a shit show anyway. Might as well watch this clear sort of parody of it. Yeah, and, yeah. And that's the purpose as opposed to watching real Star Trek and it feeling that way. Because that's not real that's- Star Trek. That's Abrams Star Trek anyway. Because that's how I feel. That I mean, that yeah. was how I felt about it when I saw the two trailers. I was like, okay, so... I'm worried about Star Trek Discovery being what I want it to be. And there's yeah. a freedom in in seeing the trailer for the Orville because it's like, oh, well, it's just it's being silly and Star Trekian and it's clear, like it's evident. Like if you watch both of the like first trailers for each show, it's so clear that they I don't know if they had a spy, what, but like they modeled their uniforms, the the ships, yeah. the everything. Uh, visually, like the the bad guys in the show look just like the new Klingons and shit. Like, well, they, I I want to I want to come so out cool. and say come out and say that uh, that clearly you'd be able to draw the lines between uh, between a space adventure like Star Trek and a clear based on the trailers uh, a parody satire farce of of of, of high energy comedy uh, that will be the Orville. Yeah. So so last night. Um, we both watched the, the Orville. Of the Orville. Yes. We both. Uh, uh, um, it is not what was advertised. That's the first thing I will say. Whether we'll, we'll hold off on on, and I don't know what I think of it yet. So I think this conversation will probably galvanize what I think about it. Um, mm. But uh, can we start off in saying that it it is not what they advertised? Correct. Uh, see, because Mister A had said this to me before we watched the uh, before we watched the episode. He had told me that there that it had been out and people were talking about it, and there was like some level of disappointment because it was it took itself too seriously. I think was what he said, and I I don't I didn't feel like what I watched was and maybe that's just how I maybe the trailer landed right for me. I don't know, but I didn't feel like it um like it didn't deliver on what I thought I was getting in the trailer. Like, I got the impression that, yes, it's 
not Star Trek. It's it's in the sense that it's not uber serious. But I, I also didn't get the impression that it's um that it's just going to be a joke every five seconds or something. Like I got the impression that it was going to be kind of Guardians of the Galaxy esque and sort of uh, Galaxy Quest esque in that it's yes it's funny and there's there's silliness, but that it's also going to have like heart and real feelings and um and real storylines. Uh, so that was what I expected. And I feel like that's right. what I got. All right. I, I, um, I think we're in line with what we feel the show attempts to deliver. Um, I was, exp- you know, here's the thing about Seth MacFarlane. I think I like him more than he, more than I think he's funny. And I think that I think he's funny more than he's actually funny. Um, I that's was potentially huge- true. I fe- my, for me, I feel like Seth MacFarlane uh, is like a hit or miss. Like when a joke of his or a bit or whatever, like uh, oh, we'll like, talk about it. <laughs> I, I'm not not in the show specifically. Like before we get to that, I'm mean, just sort of like in general. Like when I watch, you know, any I don't like watch Family Guy. Uh, yeah, Faith. Or have you seen Once Upon a Time in the West? I have not actually, and I right. and that I wanted to see that one, but I feel like my experience of Seth MacFarlane. Uh, anytime I see his comedy, like when he hosted the thing, um, and Family Guy stuff like that. That when stuff there's stuff that he'll do and it's and to me it's usually his subtler stuff uh, will really land for me and I'll find it ve- like hysterically funny like in the trailer like not talking about the you know even the show quite yet but like in the trailer there's that that snippet where like the bad guy comes on screen and he's yeah. like over to the right and he's like t- he's talking and he's saying he's trying to be scary and everything and he's like I'm sorry can you just can you just like take two like two steps to your left. Yeah. Just, he does it. He what? does the he does and the joke like, where, where like he does he does I'm the sorry, joke where he really kind of weirdly. stammers <laughs> stammers through uh, the joke that he wants to say and and makes but it was just it, it, it really landed for me because yeah. it was like cause in the trailer it landed for me in the trailer it, it it's one me. of those things right um, that this is what this is where I think personally I think Seth MacFarlane shines when he takes something that. Uh, in in the context meta meta speaking, when we're watching a show or he's making pop culture references or whatever, when we do something, uh, and there are things that we do that people take for granted, right? And and maybe and I would say your average person more than like say me or you, because both being in you know indie filmmaking and stuff, like I think we perhaps notice certain things like oh they did that because of this this and this you know to to do this story thing or to make this emotional impact or or whatever but like we yeah. we we see behind the curtain a little bit i think sometimes um so i i think what seth mcfarland is really well is when he points that shit out and like that is one of that's a great example of it where it's like i mean every time you ever see someone sure. you know, on the view screen it's a perfectly framed shot like oh, everything uh, and looks i great. And, and i do I hope that, that at some point i, I hope at some point he points out that like in in star trek uh when somebody's on the view screen they do zoom in for dramatic effect so right the, yeah they'll like, be having this... a conversation and they'll be like framed <laughs> three quarters, like, down to their waist they, yep. they'll be down to their waist and they'll cut to picard and then you cut back and they're saying the really dramatic thing and it's a big close-up on their face yeah like did they hit the close-up button 
Like, right? <laughs> and that's the shit that I thought, like, that's the stuff what that Seth MacFarlane does that really lands for me. That just, I'm, like, dying, like, where I have to, like, pause because I'm laughing so hard because I love yeah. that shit. But then he'll, his other stuff he'll have, like, that I, I put this kind of in the poop and fart jokes area usually, not always, but generally. Um, and that stuff doesn't really land for me. And here's the thing. I like poop and fart jokes. They're, the South Park does poop and fart jokes all the time, and it's really funny. Um, you have to be good at it for it to land. Otherwise, it doesn't land. Otherwise, like if you're not good at landing the poop and fart jokes, it doesn't work. Um, and I don't think he's good at that. Um, I would say that that my experience, you know, I remember I remember Jimmy Fallon and I hated him on Saturday Night Live. Really? And, and I hated the I think movies. He's adorable. I hated the movies that he was in. Really? Um, huh. but I love him as the host of The Tonight Show. I lo- like he found that that whatever his energy was did not work for me when he was trying to do skits on Saturday Night Live because I never felt like he was playing the characters on Saturday Night Live. Like the thing that I loved about Dana Carvey is I got to be a a, a fan of Garth and a fan of the church lady. And it, it's like there was a certain amount of it's why I like Jim Carrey so much because what's fun about Jim Carrey is that he goes so over the top. But man, is he committed to the thing that he's doing on screen, whereas Jimmy Fallon yeah. Well, whereas Jimmy Fallon never seemed committed. He broke he broke all the he time. He broke constantly. He, he was always There's a just, charm to that for me. There is anyway, a charm but to that. I could see what you mean. Like Which it, there's well, a difference t- there. It took me out of the 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 joy of the scripted comedy to watch him do that. But then when the minute he became a, a talk show host, I was like, Oh, this works. Suddenly Yeah, because suddenly his bubbly fun self is it's Jimmy. Perfect, it's it always know? was Jimmy. It never was not Jimmy. Whereas Mike Myers was Garth and or, or was Wayne and was Dieter and was you know he was the yeah. characters that he was playing. Jimmy was always just Jimmy. And when as soon as he found a venue to be Jimmy, then I loved him. The problem with Seth MacFarlane, I find, um, I really, I like, I like him. I'm he's affable. I just want to watch him. I just want to I did watch too, and I and time. I like and I like the sound of his voice. There's a quality about it that's very yeah. like radio guy from like the '50s that I dig. Um, I think he's it, got an album of like of like 1940 crooners. Oh like God, I would I would listen. So to So does that, Kevin absolutely. Spacey, by the way. Um, wow, uh, and, and he's ev- he's evidently really good. I'm um, sure, but I, I but like when would you put that context out there? Like I'm, they're both talented people and and i would say certainly from what i've seen kevin spacey's a more talented actor what can't kevin spacey do i mean uh, but 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 like seth mcfarland's voice has that quality where i'm like oh my god that's so perfect i want to hear that yeah um and he just seems affable he just seems friendly and charming and like like and fun if if i was stuck if if i was stuck next to him on a plane for a couple of hours i think i'd have a pretty good couple of hours yeah And I'd laugh a little bit. He'd make me laugh. He'd be like, he'd say something. Go, ha, oh, that's pretty. Well, yeah, I think I, so okay. too. And, and and I think he and I think he's insightful and intelligent as well. Like, I mean, a, a good example I think of Seth MacFarlane uh, as a person, right? As much as we as people who are not like friends of his can have, I think is like the um, the books that that I'm reading and that you would listen to uh, when he did the forward for it. It's like he's got that where you can tell that he's he's very intelligent. He thinks about a lot of this stuff. He loves Star Trek and sci-fi and things like that. Um, but like you, he's kind of filthy um, and can take things to a dark, weird place. So I feel like that's his vibe, you know, like as a person. And it's, that's, and I like that, obviously, you know, we're friends. 
Um, And I'd say that you fit those criteria. Oh, thank you. Thank you. you. I try very, very hard to be both (laughs) insightful and wise and also... And also... Fucky, poopy, snotty. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Fucky, poopy, snotty, dark and weird. That's right. Fucky, poopy, snotty, murder. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which is my favorite breakfast cereal, by the way. By the way, it's a special I, edition. It only comes out around fall. But when, when, when I'm constipated, the only thing I can eat is fucky poopy snotty murder. It is the only thing that really cleans out the colon. The only breakfast colon cleanse out there. Now in pumping spice for fall. <laughs> <laughs> you realize we totally have to make this product now. Like, like I'm sure there's got. I mean, we've got. There's Zazzle. There's all kinds of places we can just like make T-shirts. There has to be a fucking place on the internet uh, where like, we could just like make our own cereal. It has to be. Justin, it has to do be. you have one? Um, I don't know if we can say fucky and murder on the box. <laughs> on the box. Two. Oh. Um, it, being that it's food, I don't know. If poopy and snotty actually works either. I don't think that's gonna really sell the product the way can you we, want it to. Can we? Like, can, no, no, no. It's what we want. Trust me. Trust can we us. just call it pumpkin brand? No. <laughs> no, motherfucker. Because <laughs> that's not what it is. That's the whole hook. <laughs> I think you're missing the point here, guys. Not really about the cereal no. uh, so much. It as doesn't have what to be cereal. I mean, I mean, it can be a wallet for all I care. I just want something called "fucky poopy snotty murder." Please, it's what I've waited for. Oh, you know what it could be? It could be. It could be like the um, like you know the goo. Back in the day, I think they still make it, but it's not. And I feel like it's not as popular. Yeah. But like when you and I were growing up, you know the goo, the, not silly putty. They had like a like a upgraded putty like, goo, like the slimy kind that was like yes! bright orange and stuff. Yes, yes, that <laughs> is what it should be. We released that in like the in like the twenty five cent turn turn thing at the grocery store. Just, <laughs> mommy, mommy, can I please can I have some? I don't know, Billy. It says murder on it. I don't know, Billy. You haven't been that good today. Do you think you've earned a a fucky snotty poopy murder today? Oh, I I have, Mommy. I have, I have, I have, I have. Listen, it's all the things I haven't done today. It's been a long time since I fucking poopy snotted or murdered anybody. So (laughs) So I think I earned it. I I earned this, really. I'm in a I'm in a fucking poopy snotty murder deficit right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, we've we have really yeah. got off the rails. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, we used to do this at, like late at night and drunk. We went off the rails all the time. Right? We're, we we have more like of a legit sci-fi commentary show now. I don't know when that happened. Yeah, I don't uh, know when that happened. It's not always going to be that way, guys. You're going to have to deal. <laughs> we can still go off the rails, but I know <laughs> we'll get back to what we used to. anyway. Uh, like the people watch the movie who are like who are the Trek off movie who are like oh, I can't wait to listen to more of these guys and it's like us bitching about like a Discovery trailer for two hours and cursing like twice, you know like in the movie in the Trek off movie they, they were like fucker prize yeah that's all they did so because the movie was twelve hours long and we just cut out everything but that um, right because <laughs> otherwise how do you have a movie like a, a a movie where we like talk legitimately oh. Oh, okay. I'll, well, I'll I'll save it anyway. Um, um. So okay. the experience the experience of watching the Orville. Um, I I I mean I'll go first. I 
Daniel Ross called me afterward. Uh, dear friend Daniel Ross um, uh, called me afterward and said, "So, what do you think?" Should we have and a I moment of silence for him? We, we should, we should moment of silence for Daniel Ross. Um, <laughs> um, uh, so, um, so he said, "What do you think?" And I said, "Well, it wasn't a disaster." Wow, that's very high praise. Um, and that's. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. That's interesting. I mean, not really. We, we disagree all the time. Yeah. Um, uh, and he said, what do you mean? I said, I said, here, here are my, my concerns. And then you can tell me why I'm wrong, which I'm sure you will, which is the whole point of the show. <laughs> Otherwise, wouldn't it be a boring show if like I said all the things and you went like, like, I, I concur. Yes. <laughs> like, <and> that's it. <laughs> yes. That's all. Yes. That's all. And scene. And Um, <laughs> um, uh, I said, I said, here, here are the first parts. Um, half the show looks great, and half the show looks really, really cheap. Um, really, I, like, see, I really didn't cheap. notice that. I felt like example. The, um, all right. Uh, biggest examples for me. Um, the offices that they're in, uh, like on the ship, it really does just seem. And I, I think it's on purpose, but I don't get the the satirical or parody quality of it being like this. But the office just kind of looked like a cubicle. There were no like rounded corners and nothing that looked very sci-fi. There was a house plant um, in there. It just, uh, especially on the ship, it just, there, there wasn't a lot of stuff. The bridge was like really sparse, almost season one next gen level of, of sparse. It was just like you had the stuff and like no decoration. It just looked like it was clearly just a room with some chairs on it. It like, it was it, like the fan sets we've been on looked better than than the room that was the bridge um oh i didn't feel that way i um, I, I i did feel like it there was a a, a sparseness a stylistically but i do think that was on purpose i think it was it on, purpose, on purpose but I, I i do feel like it was on purpose because like it you know uh, on production budget on a production budget of their scale the difference between having a well decorated set and a poorly decorated set is really like it's it's less than one percent of the budget for this for a show like this. So so I didn't like, like it's got to be on purpose. I can't imagine that it's that it's accidental. Like I it's got to be. So. Yeah, I, I think I, it's on purpose. Um, um, I felt that way. I felt like some of the effects were really really good, and then some of the effects, um, specifically when when he, when he started doing the hugging the mule maneuver, it was kind of cool. But there was a point. Where it just started to look like, like the cutscene from a video game in like 1999. Um, that like huh. the that the the effects just weren't working, and th- you know, and thinking back, that like you know what, and I'm gonna make comparisons in a moment to Firefly, um, because that is my point of comparison. But I'll get back to that. Um, uh, that uh, so. I, I just found that it was that that the production looked cheap. And I think it's because he's trying to go. He's clearly trying to go Star Trek The Next Generation. It's clearly what he's trying to do. And so it's all well lit like Next Gen. It's all, you know, sort of that vibe, sort of that feel. But it didn't have some well, I of think the- he's like this was stylistically. Um, I feel like the choices were to do it. It felt like. um highlighting yeah but it but it felt like highlighting the bureaucracy sure yeah in in a lot of ways and i think that that's like those choices fit that because 
the thing is, and again, this is one of those things. So like, this is the stuff that I really like. It's one of these sort of subtleties, right? Because you don't think about that. At least I know I didn't really think about that when I watch any Star Trek. But when I sort of see it pointed out in the show and it's happening and like there's a part of me that's getting irked and like I poke at that to wonder why I'm getting irked and I'm like because he's fucking right that's why like that's why I'm well yeah no right now. I, it's because he's I, fucking right and he's just and he's just nailed that shit and I'm like I'm like ah Seth well and that's not friend. and that's not like, enough and then keep... that shit makes me laugh and I like it you know what I mean that that's not enough to, the, the 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 level of the effects and that that's not enough to keep me away from the shows I certainly have a hard time, as you know, going back and watching the 60s stuff. But once you get to about 80s level of technology uh, like okay. or, 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 or of like of filming quality, I'm OK. I still have to look past some stuff, but it's not quite as much. And so it's not enough to keep me away. But it was the first thing I noticed that I was like, ah, the the effects aren't aren't that good. Um, that's interesting. I wonder why that is. So that was the first thing um, that I didn't like. I'm just going to hit the things I didn't like first. Um, sure. I. The uh, I'm going to come out and say the cuts to commercial breaks are disastrous. That's the only disastrous thing about the show. What Star Trek had right, they knew how to do this, was someone walks into the room and and goes, freeze or die. And the, the camera dollies in on their face and their big face and the music goes swell. And then it would fade to black and then the commercials would start. Modern uh, TV um, when you're binge watching, you don't even have commercials anymore. And the modern TV is sort of uh, set up um, with the knowledge that you're going to be watching without commercials sometimes. Yeah, because I felt um, that way. And I actually, I liked that about it because I, did oh, I didn't mind that it was where cutting the cuts the were. And yeah. I was like, oh, I like that. I prefer, I'm like, because it's because it's very for me because I only binge watch stuff like I don't have sure. broadcast yeah, me too. TV anymore. So I don't ever watch something with legitimate um, commercial breaks and for instance I'll notice like the only like some of the shows that I watch that are clearly like things that have aired um, like Once Upon a Time is a really good example they will cut in that way right it'll be some cut and it's to me from the binge watching perspective it's so fucking jarring mm. and I hate it and it's like ugh all right and then it comes back and it's like all right but it's like but now you were like for me here i was building to something right and then you were like pause go i'm like what but it's gone now like it left in that second you know what i mean in that moment that you went to black it, it went away and I'm not like just boom there again. It's like it's like if you're having you're fucking right and you're just about to orgasm and then he stops for a second. Yes, I hate when he does that. Um, or I mean, I'm, yes. and maybe because I don't know if this if this is true for men. I can only speak for my. No, experience. it's true. No, because right? the only but, like, reason you're, you stop the, is you're you need right to there, right? And then like it's even if it's just a moment. Like you don't get right back in that headspace again. Sure, like and yeah. then boom, no. go. Like that doesn't work, man. Like so, it's fucking like it, no, I, it I feels like that. So. um I loved that this didn't have that, that it was like it was usually like uh, if we were uh, we had just seen the ship, we had just left the ship, uh, we were doing a scene change or something. So it was it didn't feel as um, it didn't break the flow up as much for me. And I liked that. See, I, my feeling was sort of that that um, I 
they, they seem to be random. There, there were some times where it was just like they were in the middle of a conversation. Someone walked out of a room and then they walked back. Um, and I just didn't see there, there didn't seem to be any dramatic reason for them. I felt like the fade to black um, and the fade back in uh, specifically the fade took too long. And maybe it's because I'm used to, you know, post Buffy, it's like, ah, oh, cut. And maybe I'm just sort of used to it because it just sort of felt like, like there was this thing we used to do when, when we did the, the Star Trek gig um, back at King's Dominion, where we would all like put our hands in, like we're going to go one, two, three, yay. You know that. And mm-hmm. the thing we would do is we'd all pull, all put our hands in, we'd go one, two, three. Then we'd all go, ah, and put our hands down. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it sort of felt like that. There would be scenes that I felt like were, were building and it would feel very much like just the air got let out of the show. And I just huh. felt like it, it, I just felt like, like either cut the, either fade to black, fa- black faster or, or do it with a little more drama before give me something to bring me into the next break. Um, but it, they just let that. So there was that, mm. but the, um, the, the biggest culprit for me in terms of problems were, um, the, the, pacing and the tone of the show um and how many jokes weren't funny um in that i didn't know if i was supposed to be laughing or or into it dramatically and it wasn't like one of those good things i don't know if this is funny though but i'm in it like i know how to how to walk that line as a viewer i'm a huge buffy fan i'm a huge you know like that that's what that show did they would you'd be crying and laughing at the same time the show knew how to do that yes it did um, and i feel like original star trek did it really well like you'd have a lot of yeah. drama but you'd have these really um beautiful moments of levity and it ne- and it never really felt uh jarring or like these are from two different shows so they know what you mean and it's usually that stuff like um that that doesn't land uh for me on that show are things that are clearly a joke and that's the thing. You know, we and talked I, when, that's we, the thing. Yeah, when like, Ghostbusters like- came out, we talked about why I really, really hated the new Ghostbusters. Um, and why I really? really... and I actually kind of liked it. And why I really, really loved the original Ghostbusters. The new Ghostbusters has more laugh out loud, quote, you will laugh out loud more times during the new Ghostbusters than in the original Ghostbusters. The original Ghostbusters does not have... It's not the hangover. It doesn't have It's jokes. not, but I don't even feel like... I- so, so here's the thing. I don't. I guess the stuff that it didn't occur to me that way when I watched it, and I was surprised by it because I thought I was gonna kind of hate it because I had a lot of expectations going into it. But once I tried, like, just sort of stopped doing like a side by side comparison, and it was helpful that the movie uh, was a very different plot. Uh, the characters were clearly uh, kind of their own. Like they were sort of. Here's I can. Like, I, I but can they tell were you, definitely I, not. Oh, that's Egon. Yeah, that's, my pro- my problem was is that the movie was know. a to- a totally different kind of movie. Um, and the kind of movie it was it was, was not I, the kind of movie I like. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you. Oh. I I hated the movie in the first five minutes of the movie, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to like this in the first five minutes because even that first scene in the movie, the guy's giving the tour, um, of the thing. It's the it's like the opening like ghost scene, and mm-hmm. you can tell they're just letting the actor riff. And come up with some funny shit to say. Say this, say this, and then they're just cutting to in what works. And when that doesn't hit, it is jarring and great. It's nails on a chalkboard for me. And Kristen Wiig does it all the time where it's just like, I'm saying this joke, and then I'm saying this joke, and 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 I'm saying this joke. And And yeah, maybe you laugh at one of them, but it's so tiresome 
And I, if my comedy that I like, I enjoy situational comedy. I don't enjoy, here's the, here's the serious plot. Little joke, little joke, little joke, little joke. We just keep throwing in little jokes and maybe you'll laugh at some of them. And the problem I had with the Orville was like, you know, there are jokes that worked for the trailer, you know, like him stepping on Bob. Amazing for the trailer. I thought it was really funny for the trailer. Yes, it, de- it definitely in the, in the moment in the context of the show. In the context uh, of the show, it just wasn't. He, he was running because oh no, it's going to be his wife. It's going to be his wife. They took the time for him to freak out. They took the time for him to run down the hall. I'm with him at that point. I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? Hey, let's have a joke here. And I'm like, yeah, oh, and that and it did. It felt weird. Like, yeah, I felt the same way because even in the trailer, it was clear. Like you saw him running. Like, no, 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 no. And you know the reason why and all that stuff. Yeah. But because it happens faster, um, yeah. and then it's not continuing on to him actually seeing her. Um, it, it lands differently. It does. It's yeah. interesting. And and the way that it's sort of inserted in there, like, because it, it it it's funny enough. I felt, um. Him just running through the fucking ship over that, right? Not because they're like being attacked or some like legitimately serious shit is going down. Yeah, all the jokes, you all know? the jokes seem like second draft jokes. Like he wrote a mildly amusing but pretty engaging, you know, story about a a loser captain trying to find his mojo again with uh and and reconnecting with his wife. So at the end, he's a more competent captain, has peace with his wife. And has uh, come up, yeah, and and our ex-wife, and has come up with a with you know like like he had that, and he's like okay, but I'm Seth MacFarlane. People are expected to be funny. Where can I put some jokes? You know, you know, I the, just, there, there, so the marble, the 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 marble. I love, I actually dug the marble. I still thought that was funny when we watched it in the show. It was. It, it's a funny bit on its own, but it makes no sense for the scene, and it's you can almost feel the show pausing for laughter, going hey, here's a joke. Here's a joke. Really? Oh, I didn't feel that way. The the marble landed for me. Um, and and you know why I think it's so quick. It's it's not um it's not enough to yeah. uh to take me out of the moment where it's just like it, building on. So I guess what that read to me like, and some and and again a lot of the ways in which I thought the show did well, um, was in the awkwardness of of the of the of the situation that he was in. That I right? liked, yeah, and that that's I liked why I felt like the the the, the this quick, uh, you know, taking a mint. That's what, those are marbles. <laughs> Done. Like just added to the awkwardness, as opposed to like insert joke. Like that's not how it felt for me. It didn't land that way for me. It just added to the awkwardness. Like uh, another good example when he's talking to um, the the alien species that only pees once a year. Yeah, or whatever. Um, that. Again, it's the awkwardness of the interaction that makes that funny. He's like, "Really? Wow, I, I'm up two, three times a night sometimes." Like, well, okay, so, so yeah, so, it, so, it, so it that is. let's talk. You about, know, like that. Let's, let's talk about that funny. scene. Let's talk about that scene though, because one that was pretty funny, but that was in the trailer. So already, I felt like the best jokes were in the trailer. Um, so when they came, I was like, "Oh, there's that joke." I didn't laugh at it when it happened in the show because I was like, "Oh, here's that joke. I know what's going to happen here." Um, but I also felt like that scene was like, hey, person, I'd nice to meet you. Here's a joke about you. Here's a response. And some of them worked. I felt that like the bit with Dr. Cassidy Yates, because fucking Cassidy Yates, um, her about ah, the, uh, her about I the balls. Her. The, the, I love the doctor, her. Right. I fucking love her. 
I love and her. I love the, that she has some green in her hair. Yes, I love that too. I like the Fly design. the freak flag. I love and, that shit. And I like that there's there's Star Trek alumni, right? Like I like that that we've got Star Trek alumni. You know, I do too. And and I like that she, uh, you know, like someone who's legitimately been one of the main character or close to one of the main characters on my favorite Star Trek show is on this Star Trek show. I dig it. Like I'm all for it. But the whole bit, his his conversation with her about like, ah, oh, you don't. Seems like you don't think I have the balls for this job. Well, no, that's not what she was saying before. That's in no way what she was saying before. You must be setting up a joke about balls. Oh, here she is knocking down the joke about balls. And I felt like everything. I hear that. Yeah, no, that one I didn't like as well. I hear that your species is. I hear that your species is unbelievably racist. Ah, I we're not racist. I just think I'm superior. Ha ha ha. Like like the the big guy the the peeing thing worked. Um. Uh, and I like the characters. I'm not saying that I dislike the characters. I'm just saying. Well, and that- I felt like the the robe. I do hear what you mean, like in terms of like the the interaction. Uh, I don't know that it shined as much as I wanted it to. Uh, for for that, I I I wonder to some extent, like with for instance with the doctor. I wonder if if part of that wasn't necessarily about uh, setting up the ball joke. Um, but was to highlight his insecurities. And I think that as a character, and I think it functioned well in that scenario, but by turning it into a ball joke, I, I don't know if you sacrifice that, right? So I don't I, I, I that and I didn't care for that interaction and I mostly didn't care for the interaction with the robot race one either. But again, there was another level there where it's like every Star Trek, you know, pretty much, has had this sort of superior being whether it's an android a vulcan sure, yeah whatever and we're just okay with it right like it's it is blatantly racist do you know what i mean sure like yeah. they're they're looking down on you right because you are inferior to whatever they are and it's because it happened like it it's true right like objectively an android is smarter, has more computational. You know what I mean? Like th- objectively, you can't really say they're not better, right? So we just are okay with it, and somehow it's charming. And so I yeah. that I think for me that's why the robot stuff landed because it was it, it was like that's so fucking funny because it's true, and we've and we never have talked about it. We never address it again. It's like the thing with the view screen. Um, it's it's this thing that we just accept. And I love that. And when he, that's the stuff that really that really lands for me. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. like I I just feel like there's a level of you know the in comedy they go what what are the jokes per minute? That's what I thought about when we did Trek in the movie like jokes per minute. How I don't many think jokes you use? should do that though. I think it's problematic as a formula. Well, well, here's the thing. I I think it's problematic as a formula to begin with, but I think especially when it's it's like I said, they all seem like second draft jokes. They all feel like it feels like the script was written and then the jokes were kind of okay we're kinda, we're, i don't know yeah because yeah, yeah, the stuff that landed was weren't jokes per se for me like yeah like, no i they're... like the first big joke i feel like um I, like i actually groaned like ah like first of all um my, my biggest beef with the show is is the tropes um it's it, specifically the his wife cheated on him trope and that is his whole motivation. And then there's that interaction. And it's like, uh, that's unfortunate. But 
okay, um, you know, but like see, I didn't, scene, I didn't mind that that much. What, I feel, I feel like it was overplayed. I think those though. tropes don't bother you, but like being a woman, I feel like those tropes bother me more. So like I, and I really it like groaned and hated the like the blue spurty like I'm like oh jeez really like why why did we do it like it's not funny. Like, I I'm thought it, to, like I, who thinks that's funny? <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. I think it's funny enough. I think it's fine in being funny enough. I don't like it would be funny in a different show. You know, it would be funny on Family I Guy, I think. It, I don't be, think it would ever be funny to me. That's the kind of shit I'm talking about. Yeah. Like that's the Seth MacFarlane stuff that is not only not funny to me, but makes me like groan, like, ah. Oh, Let me talk really? about food for a moment. Um, I love uh breakfast. I really love breakfast. Um, and I love uh sushi. And I had a problem the other day when I I made a bunch of sushi, and then I stayed up late, and I woke up in the morning, and I really wanted some sushi, but I also really needed some coffee, and so I had a bowl of cereal and coffee because I don't want to have sushi with coffee. I just don't want to do it. I don't want to put them together. They don't belong together. The problem with the blue splurty stuff is I could see that. If this were a, you know, if this were American Pie in space, you know, I could see that. Like, okay, yeah, sure. it's a joke. It's guess. a joke. You either like it or you don't. But it's a style of joke, you know. Yeah. And 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 yet we're we're going from that to now we're you know now we're deep in, into his feelings. And then he's bringing up the blue stuff again. And then we're in his feelings. And then it feels like here's a joke, like 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 the banana joke. That's a great example. It's a joke I loved in the trailer. It was the funniest moment of the trailer, I thought. Um, uh, you know, does it work with other fruit? What about salads? Like, I liked that interaction. That, that was I liked neat. it, too, and it's, I still laughed about it in, it, the, in the show. I laughed but. about the joke in itself, but it didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. The two of them were not getting along before that. They weren't getting along after that. They had none of that energy going back and forth prior or following that. There was not. That was not, you know, followed by a moment of, huh, we did pretty good there, huh? There was no moment of connection beforehand or afterward that uh, led to that. It was clearly just the actors were riffing on set yeah, and you put it in because the moment really, was funny, really interesting. but the <laughs> characters would absolutely not be doing that. Or if they were going to do that, or if they were, would... they should. Yeah. I do think that, cause I, I think the chemistry is, is potentially there. I think both of them are, uh, are capable of it. And I, and I, I don't think it's a situation where they don't just, they no. have no chemistry and can't make it happen. But yeah, that would have that's a missed opportunity where they where but he could that, have been off put by how they kind of shared this moment. And yeah. you can see why they got married in the first place. And then yeah. like have that moment of like back to business, like because yeah. that hurts. Yeah. But instead right? but or, or the or the yeah. other way around where where they have not been getting along and then they riff a little bit and then they give each other kind of a knowing smile like, OK, that was pretty good. Yeah, but like, in, but, okay, but instead, maybe we don't hate each other forever. Yeah, there, there was <laughs> nothing prior to that or after that moment that would indicate that those two people would be able to riff like that. There was nothing. That's they, a good point. I, but, I, you know, it's interesting. I didn't consider it in the moment, but now that you bring it up. And that's how I felt about much of the show. Um, the whole like, hey, you're just oddly framed. Can you move over thing? Like, I feel like, <laughs> I, I feel like, the, but I feel like that and didn't And the dog ha- looking in the back, like the, the dog looking at his balls. In the yeah. Back, that, that fucking shit too. And I that could, was, that, and that was, laughing. and that was okay. But the, but the moving over bit, that's a funny bit for a sketch, but I feel like it didn't happen in 
the context the of the I show. See, I, it, I guess that it's it that shit's working for me. I don't know what to tell you because like um, another good example of that right is when he's going to get. <laughs> What are you talking about? Who he wants to hold his chip and the guy, and he's like, um, "Isn't he the same guy that drew a penis on the bubble?" He's thrown a penis on a lot of things, but I'm just saying, but you know, if I, if I was in an ion storm, that's the guy I want to get me out, right? So he goes to get him, and he's like, "On the you know, it was obviously the holodeck." No, the holodeck bit and, really worked. That was a like funny playing, scene. He's 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 With Justin. Like, the guy's name is Justin. Right? He's so you too. It's fucking funny as shit. And I'm like, I know that guy. Like, that's the- No, 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 no. The guy's name isn't Justin. The orc's name was Justin. No, I know. And he makes me think of you. Uh, (laughs) That's what uh. I'm saying. Not because you look like an ogre, but think about what he said. I was like, no, I'm really pumped for you. Like, he's just the the way that he can, like, change on a dime. Like, he's affable and kind of sweet. Like, you have a gooey center. But, like, you're also- and then after you kill him, the big, you win. You win. Um, yes, like, works. I know that guy. Like, I know that character. He's like, oh, it's a, it's a, uh, I've, I've created, I built this thing where you fight this ogre in samurai garb. It's awesome. He's like, yeah, dude, that's a, like, I know many a friend of mine that like, if they had a holodeck, that's what they'd fucking do, right? Like, it would be these two really disparate things, and let's put them together, and then, like, the orc is this badass, and then, like, oh, but I gave him this really cool personality, too, and he's, like, you know, this sort of <laughs> more intellectual than you expected, uh, sweet, kind, jovial, yeah. even, um, and then, like, uh, just a second, I'm going with you. Like, you know, I'm really, I'm really pumped for you guys. That, that must well, be Well, here's amazing. the thing. I <laughs> like that, too. That you was... win. It was so... I love that too because you know what? That felt like it was happening in the context of the show. That was funny because it seemed like it was really happening to the characters. Because and I so was, did the dog looking scene. That's what I'm saying. Like, and that's what I liked about the dog looking scene. The dog looking scene, I kind of like that. I, I like and and, it, and you know me, I have already said I don't like you know the 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 ickier jokes generally speaking. Like the that kind of humor doesn't usually uh, appeal to me, and I feel like that kind of falls in the uh, you know dick and fart jokes. Uh, sort of category because it's like this dog looking his balls the whole time but what's so fucking funny about it is like the guy on the view screen is committed he's like got a fucking problem he's lied to get them there right i know and like also star trek alumni by the way huh i said also star trek alumni by the way ah that's dr Bashir's dad Right. Oh shit! I didn't even catch that. Sorry, um, I'm, well, you know, I'm far too busy looking at Bashir when he's around, so <laughs> uh, I'm not really noticing his dad. Uh, but like, the thing is, we see so many things on Star Trek, and there's never a time, not ever, right, where something. And that's the thing, like a dog licking its junk or a cat, anything like that. That shit's fucking mundane. That happens all the time, and. And it's and it's fucking distracting. Like the first is like, did you see the dog? I couldn't. That's the first thing I saw. Couldn't stop looking at it. Like and you couldn't. That was like so fucking true. But it was just it felt real. Um and like because we watched all the entirety of four seasons, and he has a dog, and and we never see that dog do anything other than be cute dog. You know what I mean? And it's it's that it's when they they shine the light. Uh, sort of in the dark corners of like now if this was real though 
you know, just because we're more evolved in the futures, do you really think that like dogs don't look their junk anymore? Yeah, but again, but again, the way they delivered the joke seemed like, hey, here's a joke about the dog licking his balls. It's like it didn't seem like it. Oh, it did not feel that way to me. It felt to me. It felt to me because it felt like very much the Seth MacFarlane. You see that dog licking his balls? Yeah, that's all I could pay attention to. Like, like I'd be like, but it wasn't even Seth MacFarlane. Like he didn't even say anything about it. But he he wrote the script. No, I know. But and like, it felt like that same. It, that felt like that to me felt the same as like when they're talking about the. Uh, and again, I have to throw. I like the whole trope of them being exes and she cheated on him and they bicker or whatever. It's like, ugh. but you know, once I get past that, when they're all on the bridge, and again, that's what I'm talking about. Just being really um, these real things that we never see from the people in that in those universes. To me lands so well it's so funny to me when oh, the, the, they're the joke saying that- oh we're oh we're talking about this. i don't i don't think we should be talking about this oh we're talking about this, this is a thing like because you know if that was legitimately happening there's no fucking way like you wouldn't be talking about it like i, I didn't mind that actually the funniest the the bit that worked for me the the laugh out that the ogre holodeck thing i laughed out loud um and the the bit at the end when they're talking to the krill guy and they bring him in on their conversation about what makes a marriage work. And oh he, my god, and, and yes, he it was so fucking funny. And he's like, "Well, a marriage like, is work." Are you really doing this right now? Really? Like, well, the, the, <laughs> and I and I was grinning at that. But when he then did join the conversation, yes, like, well, I know. He's like, "They like, are. They're work." And, and I was like, I, "Like, oh that, really?" So now you're on his side. <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 made me laugh. That was the the, the, the biggest laugh for the for, and the way they used the redwood was was clever i thought that was it a, was and i saw i mean i saw it coming it was it was very telegraphed yeah but and i again, haven't seen that before i haven't but seen again that. i that loved that right yeah, because that's that another good. thing that happens right they it felt like they like it was clear they made a big deal about these seeds which is not why they came there sure it's, it's check off seeds yes they use but but it is a sci-fi solution to the problem that I really liked, that I thought was very clever. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, I thought, like, so I'm saying, like the stuff that it wasn't even, like, comedy stuff, like, the story, um, uh, like... I, I would have liked the, it better the, without the comedy stuff, frankly. And, and like, the heart, it was, I thought it was, it was clever. And yeah, the, bit like, of, I, the bit of the end that she's the one that got him the command, but she doesn't want him to know, that's intriguing to me. I was like, oh my gosh, that's, she got him the command and she was willing to leave. Yeah, and I thought that was very interesting, too. So, again, that was one of the things that kind of helped me forgive the trope somewhat because I'm like, oh, well, that's a bit new. Yeah, we can see. That's interesting. Um, And I really, like, so the other trope I didn't like um, is, of course, the the super-powered, young, tiny, but she's very powerful things. Like, okay. Oh, I really liked her. I really liked, I I thought she. Big surprise. I'm sorry I did. I I liked. That's your favorite trope. Of course you did. I do. It's you know such what? a it's just such a tired trope that I I just like, okay, there's the there's the that part. All right. Well you, I you did are... like her. Like I did like the character, but and and I like the actress. I think she's uh, I think she does a good job. Uh I like um her earnestness. So like I there are things I like about uh the character. It's just that the the super powered tiny girl thing, I'm so over it. It's so overdone. I just would have preferred something a little more interesting. Um, and, and, and that joke, even in the trailer landed of flat for me, well, I loosened it for you. Was, I mean, was yeah, just, that, that, again, it's not the joke, but I like her peeking through and I didn't like it. Um, and that's me, but 
I, I did. I, look, I, the other things I really love that were funny and, and sort of practical, right? And this is again, he's like, when he's the thing when he's drinking the beer or whatever, he's like, seriously? He's like, I'm nervous, man. It's nine in the fucking morning. He's like, but I'm nervous. He's like, oh, are you afraid I'm going to do this, that? He's like, fucking around in the shuttle and like doing crazy shit. And he's like, stop, stop. I'm literally ordering you as your commanding officer to stop. And then they almost hit something. And he's like, I'm sorry. My bad. So, like, um, and and then the the guy asking for the you know uh, uh previous captain so we could have sort of um on on the bridge is that is that still gonna be cool? Um, yeah. I mean, as long as you don't spill it on any of the equipment, and he's like, cool, awesome. Like that, those little things, um, were fucking hysterical, man. When they and when the bad guy, oh my god, this was this was one of those moments again that made me laugh out loud. But it was a sci-fi clever moment when they're on the shuttle thing. And they've got the device, and they're going back to their ship. And all of a sudden, you know, the cl- the obvious Klingon ripoff. Uh, I mean, even like, did you hear their language? It's fu- yeah. it's so funny. Um, walks from behind, like like comes out from behind the shadows of the shuttle, and is standing there, and is like, "Give me the device." And you're all like, "Oh fuck!" Right? And then. You think they're fucked because he's he's the one he's he's got a, you know a, a weapon on them and all that stuff, and, and he fucking slams on the brakes. He's like we have we have something he doesn't like. And then he slams on the brakes and the guy like fucking goes flying. No, yeah, no, I, I like seatbelt. I that like, shit was fucking great. It was no, I I did I did like that stuff. I want to say this um regarding the Orville, um I hope Fox doesn't have a really great uh track record. Of letting things try. <laughs> like, and it's not just Firefly. Um, the comparison I make to Firefly is that Firefly was also a ragtag group of interesting characters who could be serious one moment and funny the next. Um and, and they clearly cared about each other in the end. And, and I felt and, like we and got clearly, a vibe of that uh on this show too. But I don't I like and look. Firefly was one of the greatest TV series of all time. And so it's unfair for me to go, why isn't this show as good as the greatest yeah, series of all time? Yeah, that is kind of unfair. <laughs> um, uh, but, um, but I do want to say and that... And in Firefly, they were doing their own... It was a unique world building. Um, whereas this is uh, satirizing a world. Sometimes. Um, I do want to say this, that, that I hope that Fox... Like Fox, you know, they've had a series of shows that had big openings, like the 24 spinoff. That you know, it goes if it goes six episodes and it's not hitting, they yank it. That's what they do. That's the way Fox works. Um, well, then hopefully I, they find their groove before six episodes. Well, I hope so too. So that this was this is what I was I, I was going to say is that you know the two best Star Trek series premieres, um, uh, excluding the original series, which was its own thing because they did one thing and then they got the second chance and stuff. But um, the two best. Star Trek series premieres were Voyager and Enterprise because and those, yeah, and those they, are the, the shortest running ones, the shortest. And, and they're also the shows that were the least successful. Whereas the next gen season, the next gen series premiere 
and the DS9 oh, series yeah, for right. now. I, I, for some reason, decided in my brain that Voyager, Voyager ran for to go on for very long, but it did. It did went yeah. on for a very long the, time. But those but two premieres were really clunky and really <laughs> sort of presentational. Hi, this is our first officer. Hello, Commander Riker. Yes, I'll buy the whole ream. What's wrong with Farpoint Station? And the same thing with the DS9, you know, you know it's Lydia. It's like baseball. And that, like, it's, it's like it, the, the two on their own didn't work, but they did world build enough. That, and even the Buffy premiere was a little clunky. And even the, the Angel premiere show I love was a little clunky. There's, there's you know, the shows with the yeah, best. I think that the shows that, yeah, I think you're right. Like if it has. it's, it's Heroes like, had a great premiere. God, yeah, it did. And it really went like off the rails quick. Yeah. So like, it's you know? like it, sometimes you need the opening act to be there to set stuff up and now things are set up or to or to like but or to just like if you look at it this way right like if potentially it's okay this is the meld we're looking at trying to do and so they're doing different things and they're not necessarily maybe they're doing more things than they will intend that they will wind up doing right and and so that gives them the ability though it's like let's it's our first time out let's see what works right and then that gives them the ability to hone from there to be like okay uh this didn't fit right and and like some of the stuff we're talking about like if they have this moment and if it had been adjusted so that it they either they actually shared a moment and you know remembered why they ever got married in the first place well and we or, don't give and we don't have an emotional but yeah. you know backlash of like oh i just kind of connected with her again and that hurts and i you know that like they can massage the things they've thrown out there don't you know stop doing the things that aren't working and and well, and we also don't give two shits about the other characters yet we know nothing about them so if the next episode focuses on you know what lieutenant Lam- learn. yeah lieutenant lamar and and you know what he's all about and where he's coming from but also moves forward the one storyline and then the third episode tells us about the doctor and where she's you know how she got to be where she you know we learn more about her we learn a, a nugget about her that makes us care about her and then you know you 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 don't have to serialize it the way that like you know Buffy or Arrow or something is serialized, but like next gen, you get little nuggets thrown in every episode that that you know that just start adding incrementally, to the tapestry just, just of like, the like crew. Yeah, yeah, that 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 every character gets. Yeah, DS Nine did this really well. Well, every character gets like a baby step every episode, a teensy weensy advancement of their overall arc. You know, whereas it's it's not you know like yeah, it is now I where everybody. We, I think we saw some of that even in this you know like we we a, a good example it, it was the hit the guy he picked for his helmsman who i really yeah. enjoy because like i said i i know uh yeah i have friends that are that guy but um there's he has the moment with the you know other guy the other the other helmsman or the um i guess i don't know what his his uh, his yeah. station is necessarily exactly i forget but um where he comes in and he's like hey i just you know wanted to say hi and and say if i'm an asshole like you know and they talk and he you know says how he wound up where he was and that he wouldn't even be here if it weren't you know for him going on online you know for him and like that shit you know and then him and then him having the moment at the end like and i love that too right when he's like 
can you catch the shuttle as it comes in? And he's like, uh, even if I was the best, you know, pilot in the entire universe, like, that's a ridiculous thing. He's like, if you can hug the mule, you can do this. And he's like, okay. It's like trying to thread a needle in a hurricane, but let's give it a go. And he yeah. does it. And that sh- that's the stuff that really landed for me. That's what I mean. It's like, it's, I think there are a lot of good elements there. And the, and and I like that there's a lot of female representation, um, and that there's a lot of um, you know everybody's not just a white dude. Uh, I love that, and I think that and there there are whole scenes that like I'm like wow I just realized like there's more women right now than than men. That's fucking awesome. I love that. So there are things that it has done I think really right, and I think that the potential for the relationships. Uh, foundationally is set in some ways and i and i think it has a shot for me anyway i mostly enjoyed it like i do have some minor beefs and some things that didn't land but for the most part i thought it was a lot of fun and and i because it wasn't star trek i i didn't have the stuff that's gonna upset me when they do something fucked up or not right in discovery because I don't have that same level of investment. Yeah. Well, I, so here's here's the deal for me, and I think this is the deal for most geeks now. You know, um, we have we have options. Um, is what it comes down yeah. to. Um, mm-hmm. I am cur- I am currently a watcher of, and I know some of this is off the air, but I am a cur- currently a watcher of the Netflix Marvel shows, Stranger Things, yep. Game of Thrones, Gotham, no. Arrow, Flash. Legends mm-hmm. of T- Legends of Tomorrow, yeah. um, uh, Doctor Who, Star Trek Discovery, um, and I'm pretty busy. I u- usually only have like like maybe time to watch one episode a night, if that. Except nights when I'm working, I don't watch any. And then and then on the weekends, we'll do like two or three instead of watching a movie or something to catch up. And then whatever shows we don't watch, we catch up during the summer. Um. A show needs to be pretty damn good for to me. To get your attention. Not just to get my attention, it's like but to you know like super like 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 yeah, like Supergirl I watched a little bit and I and it was okay, but I didn't love it. And I it's tangent it's tangentially in the in the Arrowverse, which I am invested in. Yeah. And and I just didn't I kept going, Yeah, I'll get to Super get to super, but it's just like there's you know, I'm yeah, only there now- are shows that I'm like, I'll get to that, I'll get to that, and then you know, yeah, there's if something else comes up like I like I like I just finished and you know we're not going to talk about it now but we should talk about it because I really felt like season 4 of Agents of Shield was uh very Star Trekian and I loved it. Um yeah, it's my no, favorite. It's, oh, it's so season good. Season of Shield. Short um, short review, yeah. short review if you put Shield off because season 1 was a little clunky, season 2 was a little clunky. Let and me tell you something. Season 3 was kind of poopy and shitty too. Like I really four I, I really like season 3. It. I really like season 3. I really like this season. I feel like Shield is operating at like the highest like shield is up there next to daredevil at the highest level of marvel shows you really should be watching like the the fucking fights like i like i usually wind up i i eat frequently when i try to eat my it takes me a long time to eat these days uh i'll i'll be eating while i'm watching something and frequently in my watch for agents of shield uh i would have to i would have to pause during a fight scene i'm like no i want to see every single bit of this because they're fucking fight scenes are incredibly awesome it's like that's see that's what iron fish should look like 
Yeah. You well, know I, I, and and by the way, I, I think season three is pretty great too. I think that there's a I, lot of good. You know what? I th- spoiler alert: If you haven't watched any of it, uh, I didn't care for Ward. Um, I never I, cared for him, I, I, and, I, and it didn't make and it didn't make it any better uh, in season three. So by him being gone, yeah, la la la, la yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, by that, him being gone, yeah, it's it's that that elevated a lot for me. And my favorite characters on the show have always been Colson and May and Fitz and Simmons. Yeah. And if you think about it, in season four, that's where you're at. Yeah. Although, so although, like, I'm not play- saying the other characters aren't happening and that they aren't, and I don't like them. And and it's the first season I've I've watched where I I don't like just uh but, can't but stand even, every time Sky slash Daisy whatever is on. But screen. even if you hate Sky and Ward in season one, by season three you'll hate them a lot less than you did. They are improved uh, from where they from where they started. But that's yeah, another show. That's another that's another I podcast guess. that we can yes. do another day. We will talk. We will um, talk agents issue. But... I want to talk. I want to talk really briefly before we go about um, uh, yesterday. I watched the Wrath of Khan on the big screen. Oh yeah, I came I'm back so out. Excited to hear how that go- how that went for you. It was a fathom. I could, I could not do it. <laughs> it was a fathom event. It was only available for two days on Sunday and then on yesterday. Um, I couldn't do it on Sunday, and and I decided yesterday to pull my kid out of out of school to go sit and watch it. That's so my son who hasn't seen it. Um, um, my impressions of it on the big screen. Let me just give you my takeaways. One, fuck you, Fathom Events, is the first thing I want to say. Really, they had a twenty minute interview before the show with William Shatner, but not starting twenty minutes before the show. The interview started at two. So when I brought my kid. Who doesn't oh, really care man. about William Shatner to watch a movie? They give me 20 minutes of interview before the movie. And at one point he said, should we just go? I was like, "Ugh, like, like this is not a convention. Uh, he would not want to watch it. So that's the first thing. Second thing during was this. It in- a, was it a pre-recorded interview? With yes. I, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, okay. Second thing. Shatner goes. Shatner goes. You know, and and Leonard wouldn't come do it. And, you know, spoiler alert, but, you know, the movie's 35 years old. So, you know, I guess it's not really a spoiler anymore. When Spock right, dies at the what, end. That was, my wor- that was my fear. Like when you were telling me that, that he's talking ahead of time. I'm like, no, what if it's like, actually managed to be someone like this? It's in the theater. You've got? It's in the theater. The point of putting it in the theater is so people watch it. Like it's. To, it you know, is, but, it, but, it, but I, here's the thing that, that I do, I feel like is a, is a bit of a misstep in that. You're not considering that not everyone who's going to come has seen it. You're right. Most people who are going to go see it in the movie theater are going because I fucking love this movie. I know this movie. I watched it a bunch and I wasn't quite old enough to see it in the theater when it came out. And so this is a cool moment for me to be able to come see it in a movie theater and have that experience. But you have to recognize that frequently the person who that's going to be true for, that there's going to be a certain percentage of those people that will have children and that will maybe like yourself have had a, a, a window, right? Where they're showing Star Trek to their kids. So their kid is seeing that stuff, but has not seen this yet. And it's this moment. It's this thing. It's like a gift that you can give to your child that you just fucking spoiled. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I will, and I will, I will take it a step further. I'll take it a step further. Unless you know, every single person in a room with you, if you're showing a movie, you don't say the big moment 
at the end of the movie. Yeah. You don't, you don't do it. Don't fucking spoil the ending. And I don't want to put really that on that, I don't want to put think... that on Shatner. Shatner no. Shatner has been giving these talks and you know, this is just another talk that he's doing. I think you know, the interview portion or whatever should have been done um It should have been cut out. It should have been edited out. You they you absolutely No, I think it should have been at the end because I don't yeah. think like cuz if you know, potentially I know he's it's not really his thing to uh he's got kind of a short attention span as well. But um, that maybe he was invested enough and enjoyed the movie enough that he might have enjoyed seeing that afterward. And the thing yeah. is, any any fan, any person who's going, like if I was going, they can right, choose to see it or choose have, not to see it. I don't have children, right? But I can tell you this: if I had gone to see it, and we both know the reason why I didn't, um, uh, I had some personal shit to take care of, but also. I I can't do that unless unless they're gonna show two and three back to back. I can't fucking do it. Um, I'm not I'm not trying to go to a movie full of people and sob uh, for like thirty minutes uh, and then cry all the way home. It's not a good idea. I'm not doing it. <laughs> like don't have to do it. I can do it in the privacy mode at home. Thank you very much. But um, if I had been going to such a thing, I would have wanted the experience of seeing it in the movie theater, which looks like I go to the movie theater. Um, maybe I get snacks, maybe I get a fucking Coke or whatever, and then I go and I get my seat and the lights dim and the movie's starting, right? Like, that's what a movie experience in the movie theater is like, right? So that's what you should give us. That's what I want to see, unless you have a panel beforehand where it's live. It's not just some interview that you did with Shatner at some. You don't point. have Maybe a panel beforehand talking about the content of the movie. Is my point? It's like I, if, if there's even the going to be if that one was there, person, you would have known, right? Like the uh, a perfect example is the um, when I went to the Udvarhazi to see on IMAX to see the very first, like on the anniversary, the airing of the first episode. Sure. Um, there was a talk, but it. First of all, there were no spoilers in the sense that, I mean, I think they spoiled that there was an alien. <laughs> like, okay, it's a sci-fi in space thing. That's not really a spoiler. Um, but it was a it was a panel and it was happening live. So and and it was and you understood that this was like part of the programming, right? Like I knew going into it. That this is like a convention-y type experience. Like, we're going to get together. Well, you know, when when Kevin Smith put out uh, uh, Jane Silent Bob's Super Groovy cartoon movie, um, uh, I went and saw it uh, live um, with a, you know, a Q&A with Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith came out with Jason Mewes beforehand for like five minutes. And was like, hey, here's this. Is this excited to see it? And he, he, was, he was like, okay, so I'm going to play the movie now. And then when it's done, I'll come back out and we'll talk about it. So he introed it. And then the talk was after. And I think mm-hmm. that would have been the way to go. But even so, the fact that I had to sit there, I covered his ears and I was like, la, 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 trying to like, and the other people in the uh, theater were getting mad. And I was like, well, fuck you. It's like, don't I don't do want this. him to be spoiled. Like, yeah, I yeah. want him to be able to have this experience. So to say, like, but when, yeah, if I'm going to a movie theater, because there's other Fathom events with you where they've done like um, things that I've missed that I've wanted to see that they've done like, um, video recordings of like Broadway shows and stuff like that that I'm like ah like I because it's they're so limited and I miss them sometimes I'm like damn I'm sorry I missed that one um 
but it's not normal, right? So I know that's not going to be a thing. But like when we went to see Back to the Future in the theater, like on its anniversary, there was some pre-movie stuff, but it was like getting a poster, um, doing, you know, it it wasn't like about talking about the plots, spoiling the plot, interviews. I remember it being about, we're here to see this movie and we're really amped up about it. Yeah. You know? And that's what I what I would have wanted him to have. Like, that's... And even if you didn't... Like I said, even if you didn't have kids who didn't know how it ended, who were actually getting to experience this for the first time, and now I'm... I'm, I'm I am mad, like, in your... <laughs> like, for you. Because it's like, oh, they, they took that from him. How could they? It would have been so cool um, to just go to the theater. Because then his memory would have been going to the theater to see... I saw like, Star Trek 2 in the theater with my dad. Like... And people being like, no, you didn't, because he's so young. Like, that would have been, like, crazy talk, right? <laughs> like, no, you didn't. I wouldn't like, tell when I tell you... people I watched, like, when I tell people that I watched Star Trek growing up with my father, they're like, no, you could you couldn't. How old are you? Yeah. I'm like, well, I mean, it was, it was in syndication then. Like, I didn't know that as a kid. For me, as a kid, my understanding was this was on TV, and it was the thing I was watching with my dad while it was happening. Like, I had no yeah, idea, yeah, yeah. right, that this was some old show. I think kids are more savvy now, though, about that sort of shit. I think that, like, I mean, the, that's probably all true. the information's out there. The the <laughs> I we we do have to go, but I I want to share the two things, other takeaways that I got from the film. One, that's absolutely Ricardo Montalban's chest. Like, I know they 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 go, oh no, it's a prosthetic, and everyone says his chest. No but it's way, not. that's totally his chest. Yeah, but people have wondered, and I can see when you're watching it on TV how you might wonder. No way. Blown up on the big screen, you can see the veins underneath. You can see yeah, you know, the tendons pulling chest. muscle. That's him. <laughs> um, so I know that. But here's the other thing. You can see how cheap the movie was to make um, in that they were clearly one and done. They were clearly on a schedule. They were clearly on a budget. There are shots that are out of focus in the movie. Huh. Um, uh, there's uh, the bit where McCoy gives uh, Kirk his glasses. And they're having a two shot where two shots where you... Or cutting to one guy over the shoulder and the other guy over the shoulder, cutting back and forth like this. Mm-hmm. Well, when he gives Kirk the glasses, Kirk pulls out the glasses and the focus of the camera pulls to the to the plane where the glasses are, where he holds it in front of him. So the glasses are in focus and Kirk's out of focus. So it's sort of like focusing on the glasses. And then Kirk puts the glasses down and they continue to have a conversation going back and forth. And in that conversation, the focus never gets back onto Kirk. The focus is clearly where the glasses were. But there's nothing oh, really? there. So McCoy's in perfect focus. Kirk is not. Clearly, clearly they didn't do it again. And I'm sure that at some point, you know, Nick Meyer was like, hey, this shot's out of focus. Can we go back and get it? And they were like, nope, sorry. No, $11 million to make this movie. No, got to like, you just got to move on. Um, and wow. there are a few there are a few times where there are technical things like that where, uh, you know, that doesn't happen. You don't in notice it on, uh, on the on small the screen. Yeah. And that yeah. was interesting to me because, because, you know, knowing after reading that book, um, how cheaply they had to make that movie. Um, I can just see where a movie with a huge budget, like empire strikes back or something, isn't going to have stuff like that because they're going to get in the process and go, Oh, that shot's out of focus. Okay. Let's go grab it let's again. Do it and again. Yeah. They don't have um, that problem. Yeah. yeah that's this interesting. Is, yeah. I, and you know what? That just goes to show, though, man, that that shit doesn't mar things. Yeah. That if it, no. if the if the material is 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 good enough, and if you know, the actors are doing their job, and and everything is coming together, you can have that kind of shit and still ma- and well, still be I, okay. 
and I want to say this, you know, I think people forget when they watch Wrath of Khan how sci-fi it is, how um how there's like people focus on Khan, and that's actually kind of a weak sauce plot. Um, if that's all the sh- the thing was, Kirk wronged Khan. Khan came back mad at Kirk. Gotta get Kirk. Let's fight. Um, the two elements of it that really are cool are one, the the realization by Kirk and Spock that Khan doesn't realize how to fight in three dimensions like submarines. So the the Enterprise going down below, going underneath, and coming back up at the end. Um, that is that the and and it's so seeing it on the big screen, you really get a sense of that of like, oh, that's what ha- that's why Kirk won is that he sunk down below, went behind, and came back up. Um, is why he won because Khan doesn't really know how to think in those terms. And the second thing yeah. is one cannot underestimate the importance of the Genesis device as a cool sci-fi gimmick um in the film. Because that's what my son was really into. He's like, oh, that's really cool. That would happen. What about this? What about this? and the Genesis cave? And the the you know, the whole concept of what Genesis can do is sandwiched into this this revenge movie, um, that is very Star Trekky. Um, oh yeah, and I mean it, it very much is like the implications, the fact that the Klingons are certain it's a weapon. Well, like, well, the Klingons aren't even in this movie. That's oh, three, but but sorry. but two and three are one movie for yeah. me. Sorry, <laughs> but um, but and yeah, also th- you. The, here's the thing. I I do think what it does is that thing like um. Uh, and I guess that that's something that happens in in Agents of Shield as well, season four. Uh, the when you're creating this cool thing, right? Like these scientists have created this legitimately cool thing, but now once you get past the awe and the wonder, like wow, look what you've done, you need to start um, thinking about the ramifications of well, think, what that well, can, and, of what that and, can mean, right? What and, it what it can really mean because it's from a like that's the because that's the trap of science i think and i think the reason we have science fiction on both sides both dystopian to show us like hey you we made this really cool advancement and and the robots uprising and kill us all skynet you know or we made this really cool thing and um look at how like there's no hunger anymore well and that's the thing about that yeah and they and they say that science is is in itself uh, neither good nor bad. And that's it's the thing. what you, gets you, done with that shit. But you have to think about it before you make it. Like they never stop to think if they should. And all anybody <laughs> thinks, all anybody ever thinks about is Ricardo Montalban and Khan. And there's some great elements of horror in this film. There are great, you know, you, you did not have to have. Are you kidding, dude? The, the fucking the, the the ear thing, terrifying. Oh, the ear even more than the ear thing. Finding the bodies on the space station is 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 pretty intense. Um, like hanging oh, upside down me. with the blood I have on the ground. A bug problem, though. Um, uh, but the but but like great elements. So you did not have to have Kirk also meet his son in the film. You didn't need it, but you had it. You didn't need to have the Genesis device. Didn't need it. That wasn't part of the main plot, but you had it. You didn't have to have an old love that Kirk had regrets. You didn't have to have Kirk needing needing glasses at the beginning. You didn't have to have him carrying around a copy of a tale of two cities with him. You didn't have to, or, you know, you, you didn't need to have any of that. It's just so layered on and layered on and layered on and layered on and layered on that, that the revenge movie, which is the best part of it. And what the movie's about is in this like incredibly nuanced and layered world. And I think that, that that needs to be, 
you know. Well, and again, it goes remembered. back to the characters, right? Like my, that's always been the strong suit for me. The original series is the characters, and it's like that for that yeah. for that movie. Like you're talking about, like seeing the the evolution of these characters, um, and and that ultimately being Khan's downfall, like you're talking about. You know, like it would. It, there's a similarity, like in the way that say uh, battles or wars and things were done back in the day, and like stuff that we can do now, and and it's mind expanding things that you can't even conceive of in the world we had before because of how quickly things progress. And that's an interesting idea in and of itself and a very Star Trekian one. Um, and the idea of if you have the, the context, I mean, they say it in the movie, so you, you kind of do, but if you truly have the context of having seen the original series episode, Poppy, stop it. I'm sorry, my dog. <laughs> like fucking shaking the shit out of the microphone. <laughs> She's scratching herself. Uh, see, real life. Licking the balls. <laughs> like licking the balls. Uh, she doesn't have balls. I mean, but. Um, <laughs> it's sci-fi. Just go with it's it. It's sci-fi. Just go with it. Um, <laughs> but you, you, there's, you have, if you've actually seen the original series episode, you know that like Kirk like was actually doing them like a, a solid at the end of that episode. Like they shouldn't have been around. They should go. They should have gone to prison. Like they, he shouldn't have just been like, you know what? I'm just going to give you guys this planet. It's going to be tough, but you guys are supposed to be the best of the best. And I'm going to just, I'm going to give you your freedom to be you over here. And that's huge. Like that's, but, but seeing that come back in the movie, uh, to bite him in the ass. It's so interesting because it's like you think you've done this good thing and this, per- but it's, it's all about perspective because it's really interesting because the movie the, is totally different. You know, the like, movie is about me, the two things that Kirk you. does. It's about, it's about Kirk. Kirk goes out and solves problems and leaves. Kirk goes out and beds the girl and leaves. And this movie is like, yeah, but what happens next? And I love the screenwriters mm-hmm. are like, that's deliberate. They're like, oh, this is absolutely about the Kirk on the series. He's not the Kirk on the series anymore. Now he's an older man who has to deal with the fact the that, he, that he was on the series. That, that yeah. He used to be Kirk on the series. Uh-huh. And and now what happened? That's it's really interesting. It's really, anyway. Um uh Fucking if you get a chance, well, did he enjoy it? Did he have a good time? He had a really good time and I and I enjoyed Despite seeing it. Despite the and, you know, yeah. the and it's out on and it's out on Blu-ray and it's worth watching. It's on Netflix and Amazon, I think. So like go Go check it out if you haven't watch watched that it in a while. shit, and then watch three right afterwards. Yes, and then watch four, and then watch six, and what? I mean, watch all of them, but I'm saying in, in one sitting, just for your own edification. Two, three, four, six. Two, three, four, six. <laughs> that, that's what I'd say. Go watch two, three, four, six. You don't have to watch one and five, and then I disagree. Of course, I, you have to well, watch no, no, one no. and five. You can you watch but, one and five, but you can if while watching one, when they're spending ten minutes, allow me to rephrase. going around the ship. For you know to go allow me to rephrase. Playing, to rephrase. You can you don't go need... ahead and and fast forward through that. But just, I feel know. like I feel like <laughs> two, three, four, and six form one coherent, tonally consistent story. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. Whereas okay. one and five do one and not. Five same, are their own. Same way, I feel like thing. Nightmare on Elm yeah, Street two is absolutely Nightmare on Elm Street two is absolutely a valid film. I and I actually really like Nightmare on Elm Street two for what it is. But one, three, four, and five. Are the story? Are, there's a story. Arc to- two is movies. like the outlier, 
and the and six that and are six. interesting to watch. But one, three, four, and five, it's a kid's like it's a there's a through line from Nancy all the way through to Alice at the end of five. Um, anyway, that being said, my name is Justin. <laughs> my name's Alexia. Trek off. Trek off, bitches. Snotty, poopy, whatever it was, murder, fucky. Yes, yeah, snotty, poopy, murder. <laughs> all right, trek off, bye. Trek off, bitches. Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it. If you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got me made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.